everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds, joined again by Joe Wilson to talk some hockey playoffs. So, Joe, <laughs> loaded question. How are you doing? Um, not not too well after last night's performance by the Islanders. Pretty pretty bad really bad yeah it was pretty bad and unfortunately for us anyway uh we're gonna get into that but before we do that um i'll give you a little preview of what's coming up on today's pod all right so a few things um you were right vegas beat colorado i know we didn't pod last week so we'll chit chat about that for like two minutes uh obviously i want to dive into vegas and montreal over there as well as the islanders playing the lightning um we're getting really close to the end of both of these series so we'll kind of give some maybe future predictions of what we think in the last handful of games you know that we got coming up here um and then if there's any off-season news or i know obviously the rangers hired a new coach uh which we've been waiting on because obviously we're new york people over here even though we don't like the rangers uh noteworthy and uh yeah that's kind of what we got so before we start uh today's pod over here a few things you always need to do follow at beak brands on social media instagram twitter facebook if you're one of those people that hits me up and you're like yo i don't see it on instagram that's because facebook and twitter post automatically um instagram we need to physically do it ourselves so it's not always out the second that something is released so if you're one of those like people that needs immediate gratification uh, Twitter and Facebook might be better for you because exactly when something drops, it's right there for you. That's number one. Number two, if you're on YouTube here, subscribe to the channel, like it, share with a friend, interact with the bots who like to comment on the videos, whatever. Maybe a real person will be there one day besides you. Uh, that'll be cool. If you're an Apple, Spotify listener only, you're not a video person, uh, definitely rate, review, subscribe, all that other good stuff. And most importantly, check out the website, beakbrands.com. The written stuff is up there. The podcast is up there. You know, one of the more popular uh, columns that I write every single week is the Fantasy Baseball Waiver Wire column. If you want to see that, you got to go to the website. It costs you nothing. You just have to type in beakbrands.com. It's pretty easy, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and obviously, there's other content up there as well. So, Joe's ready. I'm ready. We're going to backtrack to start today's episode. I was all season long, I was on Colorado and Joe was on Vegas. So I'll let Joe have this one. Uh, Vegas obviously beat the Avalanche in the series. They could obviously they're playing Montreal right now. So when you watched in like 30 seconds or less, when you watched the Vegas and Avalanche series there, was there anything that stood out to you or was kind of just like, it was just two really good teams going at it, and some someone had to win. I think the lack of depth of Colorado and the fact that um, Vegas um, defensemen are really jumping up into the play this postseason and really contributing to help their offense, and they also did a great job of shutting down their top three. Yeah, so I kind of agree with that. I don't know about the depth thing, lack of depth thing for Colorado, but... One thing I didn't really take into account, when you watch the like the games, you can tell that Colorado like hasn't been there before. Like every time there was like crucial situational hockey, Vegas killed them. 
in every single like crucial moment of the series. And I think that's eventually what did Colorado win because they blew a couple of leads. They were up in a handful yes, of games. And sad because that was my pick, but. <laughs> uh, sad for me and my pride. But I think obviously uh, they'll be good again next year. They have a solid team. Obviously, so will Vegas. They're still in it right now. But I just wanted to touch on that because obviously me and Joe had a, like, a full season long. We were going to meet eventually. Uh, his pick came out on top. So what a shame for me. Uh, so that's good for him. Wonder. Let's move on to what we got currently going right now. Let's stick with Vegas because we just talked about him. We'll continue to talk about him. Vegas is playing the Montreal carry prices. Uh, series is currently <laughs> tied. They play again tonight as of this recording. By the time you hear this, the game will be over already. So is there anything in particular that, one, you've seen so far in the series that's really stood out besides for Carey Price? And two, is there anything you're looking for tonight that when these people listen in the morning tomorrow, which is Wednesday, they go, wow, that Joe Wilson guy really hit this one on the head? Oh, boy. it's a lot of pressure to put on there. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> one thing that I'm uh realizing about this series and one thing that i'm also looking forward to see in this um game tonight is um the lack of scoring from the top six like stone patcheretti marchesso carlson like most of the goals have been scored by the defense in this series uh alex petrangelo to be specific he's been going pretty crazy and uh i think uh the reason montreal is keeping it so close is because those guys have disappeared, and Carey Price has been able to stand on his head and carry the Canadians uh, to two wins since the top six can't get anything past them. So tonight, I think one of those four guys like scores, or like you really see them stepped up in their increased scoring chances when they're on the ice. <clears throat> one thing that's been like of note is Montreal has their top four defensemen back and healthy. Um, and they've done a really good job, like as you said, on Vegas's top guys there. But when you look at Vegas, right, they had uh, Marc-Andre Fleury got jinxed by the announcer the other night when he was like, oh, his puck handling has been so crucial in this series, blah, blah, blah. Then like a minute later, he like muffed one and it went in. Um, <laughs> and then they went to Robin Leonard the next game. So... If you had to ride with a goalie for Vegas, are you going to go back to Flurry? Are you going to stick with Leonard? What are you doing? Uh, I'd go back to Flurry personally, just because he's the person who got them there. He, uh, Leonard didn't play for like 21 days or whatever. Got uh, beat pretty bad in uh, game one of the playoffs. And then uh, he stood on his head the other night, played really well. They got the win. But um, uh, I think uh, Flory would be the right decision for tonight just based on the fact that uh, he's gotten them to this point and I feel like he just needed a break after making a mental error or physical error, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it was, it was some type of error, that's for sure. Um, I would yeah. also go back to Flory. They actually showed that crazy stat the other night that I saw um, that he's like number two all time in playoff wins since... It was like 1970-something or whatever. Like, that's crazy that this guy is, like, that high up. He was, like, two or three on the list. And, when, I mean, it makes sense when you think about it, right? I mean, all those years in Pittsburgh, they were always good. He goes to Vegas. Yeah. They're good. 
So he's played in a lot of playoff oh. games. So for me personally, like Joe said, I'm a dance with the girl who brought you kind of guy. So uh, that's who we're going with. All right. Flurry's the answer, even though Leonard did play well the other night. The series is yeah, currently tied as of this recording. Right. Who are you going to pick tonight and why? Um, I'm going to pick Vegas back in Vegas. Game five. Good atmosphere. Hopefully, as I said, the top six shows up. Defense really um, solidifies themselves and plays well in front of Flory, and hopefully they can get some pass price. If Montreal somehow wins this game, do you think Vegas has a chance to beat them two consecutive times, the way Price is playing? Uh, uh, you never know, Tim. Uh, it's, that's a tough question just because, you know, Vegas been my team all postseason over there in the, the western area besides the Islanders. So um, I'll say yeah. I'll say yeah if they lose. I, th- I think they could. They could. I think they need to be able to do it. Like instead of, like I feel like, the, well, to go into the Islander series, like I don't I don't know about all that. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So I'm assuming you're going to pick Vegas to keep going here. But I just want to show some Carey Price love. He's got a 930 save percentage right now which is higher than his season total, higher than his career average, higher than his playoff career average. The guy has been incredible uh, this postseason. Like me and Joe have said, every round we're kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever, Montreal, they're kind of here. They'll lose. And the next thing you know, they're they're in it. They're still in it. Uh, And I think one thing that's really paid off for them is they have a veteran line, right? Especially once they added Stahl at the trade deadline. We were kind of just like, yeah, you know, Montreal will get in. They'll get killed, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that line in particular with Stahl on it has been really important for them. Because, like, the rest of their team, I feel like they're not, like, these household name players if you're not, like, a diehard Canadians fan. Do you agree with that? Right, for most of them anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so, most of them. I'd say that, yeah, like their defense has stepped up. Uh, Getting Petrie back has really helped them in this series, even though you see that picture online where like his eyes are like all red. Funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's that's been... uh... Yeah, no, no thanks. All (laughs) those people are scary. Every NHL player is very scary. Um, Even the small guys. Like, no, I don't want any part of it. Nathan Derby's like 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd still probably kill both of us. Um, yeah, probably. Probably. He wouldn't scare me. I'd just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what do you think, last thing on Vegas and Montreal here, what do you think ha- would have a higher probability of happening? The Canadians beating Vegas two straight times or Vegas beating the Canadians two straight times, assuming Carey Price is still playing the way he's playing? I'd say Vegas beating Montreal two straight times. I really hope Montreal doesn't beat Vegas two straight times now. After I said that, that'd be really bad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> just because I think that there's a deeper, more put-together team and uh. I think Pete DeBoer behind the bench is uh, really doing a stand-up job, even though people and Vegas fans would have been calling for his head if Leonard lost that game. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with you. Like, I'm just going to pick the talent, and I just think Vegas is better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in simple terms. like, Eventually, magic is going to run out for the Canadians over there. 
Uh, so let's shift yeah. over to the Islanders series. Being an Islander fan, it's hard because I would like them to win, but I picked Tampa to go to the Stanley Cup, so I want to be right. Um, but my fandom is getting in the way, and I'd rather the Islanders advance than me be right, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I the series has been back and forth. I think game one, the Islanders really took it to Tampa. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the way mm-hmm. they, they have played him for like 45 minutes. And then Tampa woke up. Well, but... I, 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 just, I don't know if it was outplayed. I just feel like, well, like, yeah, it is outplayed. But I just think Tampa just didn't play, like, well at all. Yeah, like, Tampa they were, didn't like, show up. Yeah, they were, like, rusty. And, like, once, like, I, I knew that wasn't what we were going to get all series at all. Yeah, and after after game one, a lot of like the casual Islander fans were like, "Yeah, we got this." I'm like, "All you did was yeah, piss them like, off." You're an, like, "You're an idiot." Yeah. <laughs> losing next game, that's a must win for them, and then like we'll probably lose game three if we haven't won one all series, and that's what happened. Yeah, so it's currently not looking too great for the Islanders, especially oh. after last night's eight to zero. Atrocious, most embarrassing hockey game I've seen played. Eastern Conference Finals, like, tie it 2-2. You have all the momentum after that crazy, iconic save, and then 8 nothing. <laughs> I knew I knew once it was 3 nothing, and then they opened up the second. They hit the post, like, three times in a row, not being able to score. I was like, yeah, it's over. It's yeah. a wrap. Turned it off after the second period. Just I was like, all right. You frustration turned it off. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I watched the uh, Padres-Dodger game instead. Good idea. At me yeah. and Keith on the Speak to the Beak Baseball podcast. That's right. That's what you like <laughs> to see right there. Um, yeah, I threw somebody on the Padres, and it was, it was good. Good night. <laughs> good way to end a, a miserable first game, for sure. Yeah. All right, so they're back at it again tomorrow and or today, depending on when you're listening to this. Do you think the Islanders are going to rebound from that? Because eight nothing, like it wasn't even like it was. They just got thumped no, right yeah, from the beginning. It was ugly. Yeah, it was real bad. It was real, real, real bad. And um, I think they do because it's the Coliseum last game there. Barry Trotz is the coach. Like I just feel like the way they're put together, they have to. I think it's going to be like a real, real tough win. I think like maybe an overtime win, maybe one goal win, just like screech, like scratch it out. Maybe, maybe, or maybe they go crazy and do the same thing to them. Like that's ever possible, probably not. But, but um, realistically, I think we lose in seven back in Tampa. But like, as a fan, again, like yeah, you want them to win. You're really hoping that it wins. Like you almost want to say that it's going to happen. But like after last night, yeah, no shot we win the series hopefully we win game six though that'd be fun yeah so i can't we actually agreed on this i thought you were going to be the opposite way being that you're like a lot more irrational about the islanders than i am um which yeah it's fine it's fine it's fine fine. uh i think the islanders empty the tank to win game six like potential last game at the coliseum like they're just not gonna let them lose and then they go back in game seven and get absolutely curb stomped because they just got nothing well, left after that. That that wouldn't be that that wouldn't be the coolest either. I just feel like because you're gonna give all the fans hope, be like, oh, they they did it. They like forced the game seven. Like we knew they couldn't lose here. Like that's what every fan's thinking. Like hopefully they win. Like everyone wants them to win, obviously. But like hope they don't get curb stomped game seven. Like hopefully it's a close game at least. Like yeah. So yeah. 
I'm glad you brought up close games because we've been kind of well. I've been on one side of the fence. You've been on the other. I just don't think like, and I said it before this series too on this podcast. I just don't think the Islanders have any like good individual players that are like amazing on their own. Like the system can only get you so far. Like eventually, you just need a guy that you just can give him the puck, and he's gonna make everyone look stupid. We don't have too many of no, those. Yeah. Well, like now, now you really realize it because they're playing Tampa. They have like five all stars on their team. Like Point could do it, Kucherov could do it, Stamkos could do it. Like even like some of the like not even that like Palat could do it, Kalorn could yeah. even do it, and then like Hedman could do it. Like so, yeah, they all can. And like the only one that could do it for us is Barzell. He's getting triple teamed and like dumped on his ass like every time he goes into the zone. So <laughs> obviously it's tough, but like you, like you can't just rely on that to win. So like. Like, there's obviously ways to stop them. Like, they did it in game one. Like, I'm pretty sure those three players had, like, two combined shots. Like, it looked great, the Islanders in game one. But, like, it's got to have to replicate that, contain them, and then capitalize on your chances because we've hit the post, like, six times in the last two games. It's kind of unreal. But that, but that's exactly my point, right? The Islanders need to play a perfect game just to have yeah. a chance to beat the yeah. other team. You're saying Tampa can just show up and beat the Islanders, like if especially if they played the way they played game two and last night. Yeah, I think it based off a lot off Kucherov and Point. Like obviously, Point's been absurd this series. Like goals in every single game. What is it like eight straight now? Like absurd. Like I think once like if Kucherov's like off like in game one, we won. He was like lags daisy like missing passes and stuff. I think like the like Tampa Bay really like feeds off their top three players so like if they're having like an off day then like Tampa's like an easier team to beat but like if they're all performing at their best then yeah we're like we're gonna get stomped out every game like and they're gonna stomp every team in the league out every game because they're that good they're that good uh so some quick stats for you I'm glad you brought up the uh Matt Barzell thing he actually is the in this series against Tampa the second I get well. He has played the second fewest shifts out of everyone on the Islanders. The only person below him is Matt Martin. Do you think that's by design or he has the highest shot percentage, thirty three percent, but he has the second lowest amount of shifts out of anyone on the team? Do you think there's a reason for that? Um, I just think it's because he's on a line with Leo Komarov. Like, obviously, when he's on the ice, he's going to be able to get the puck into their zone and, like, generate, like, some form of shots, but, like, maybe not high-scoring chances, but just basic shots in general. And if you look at, like, the past two rounds in the playoffs, like the third line, Palmieri, Pajot, they've been going crazy. Nelson, Bouvelier, Bailey, they've all been playing absurdly well. So, honestly, like, like I don't blame Trotz for playing those two lines significantly more than Leo Komarov. So, like, I think, in my opinion, Palmieri should be playing more with Barzell because when Trotz has played them together, they have scored uh, close to almost every time they've been on the ice. Like, it's like four times and, like, ten times or something. It's nuts. Yeah. 40% or something. Pretty high. Um, and when you look at this series, like, this just goes even further to my point about just Tampa having, like, just more players that are good. Every single player on the Islanders is a negative player, except for Kyle Palmieri and Matt Barzell. 
Clutterbuck oh, minus one, Pollock. Bailey minus one, Martin minus one, <laughs> Nelson minus two, Pellick minus two, Pollock oh, minus three. And now, yes, those are going to be skewed because of the eight nothing last night. But even going into that yeah, game, because yeah. I checked it before the game for today's podcast, there was only three other guys mm. that were at an even zero. So it only really dropped. Guys that were negative just became more negative. Like no one really got bounced too bad. Yeah, makes sense. And when you look at, if you just look at Tampa's yeah. points, like Kucherov's got nine points, points got six, Hedman has five, Kalorn has four, Stamkos has four, Pilat has three. When you look at the Islanders, their leading point getter only has three points, and that's Barzell. <laughs> it's like, like they just have, like if you had to rank the players in this series, where would you put Matt Barzell? Ooh, uh, uh, I put him in the top six. Top, I put him top five. Uh, well, like all, all, all position or like all positions. Just skate, all, skaters all together, and defensemen. Yeah. I put him like, yeah, I'd put him like fifth, sixth, or seventh around there, just because he's like scored in game one and like huge. Yeah, and but that's what I mean. Like, like he, he performed well the first two games of the series. Both the last two, so it's whatever. So the Islanders' best player is not even better than Tampa's, whatever. Let's say three or four best guys. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to beat a team like that. No, yeah, like everyone knows that. Like, yeah, it's that's why if we won, it'd be so crazy, and then that's why I think we'd be able to win the cup if we beat Tampa. Because like they're the best team in the league. Like Vegas, like matches up closest to them just because they have Pacioretty and Stone, like two really all-star caliber players but even then still they uh even with petrangelo they still have headman point like kucherov stamkos they Plop, just have so Korn, many guys Gord, yeah <laughs> Sorelli, all yeah all players that like can play second third like first line roles like it's absurd yeah they're they're a really good team um so yeah where me and joe stand i think we're on the same page here it's looking like vegas tampa are gonna uh square off and it actually works out for our podcast here, um, because I was heavy on Tampa. I picked them to win the whole thing, and you were heavy on Vegas, and I'm pretty sure you picked them to win the whole thing. So, if they meet they up, did. we're back at it one more time. <laughs> I think you'll get the last left then. I'm not too confident on that one, but... Yeah, well, I mean, we have time, so let's see what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, but last thing before we wrap up the podcast... Yeah. The Rangers hired a new coach, so it's you could fill the people in for us. What do you think? Because I know you were like, if the Rangers get the right coach, they could be really good. Do you think they have yeah, the right I like, coach? Um, yeah, it's definitely possible. I think Gerard Gallant's been really successful. Like uh, he was a coach when the Islanders played the Panthers, even though we bounced the Panthers. Like they still played a solid series. He was the first coach of Vegas when he brought him to the cup. Like so, yeah, he has really solid experience. Really knows how to get a team to the postseason. And with a young team like the Rangers, yeah, it's going to be scary next season if they're going to be good for sure. Yeah, so I just wanted to throw that in there for our Ranger fans because obviously, like we said, we got you covered. Uh, so as me and Joe here progress with the NHL off season, we're gonna have the draft. We're gonna have free agency. There might be some trades. Uh, so here's kind of the timeline if you're an avid hockey listener. We're going to keep rolling until Stanley Cup is over. Uh, we'll, be back, we'll be back either next week or right before the Stanley Cup starts. And then 
as things develop over the offseason, obviously we're going to take a little bit of a break because there's going to be there's dead time in every sport where just nothing's happening. Uh, and then we will reconvene once things start to heat up. So we only have a couple more shows left, Joe, in our first season doing the hockey thing. I think it's been pretty successful so far. But what would, what would make it more yeah. successful is if people did the normal three things I tell them to do, which is number one, go to the website beakbrands.com. Number two, follow at Beak Brands on social media. Joe really likes when I transition nicely into that. Uh, at Beak Brands on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. You can follow me and Joe on Instagram if you want to chit-chat. I'm at Tim Ferdinand. He's at Joe Wilson 24 with two E's on the Joe, I think, something like that. Uh, you think I'd have that memorized yeah, by now? Yeah, good. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, to the page. Share the video if you're an Apple Spotify guy or girl. Uh, but according to our demographics, all guys. So if you're a Spotify or Apple guy or girl, uh, you know, rate and review, follow the podcast, share it with a friend, maybe share it with your girlfriend so we can get some chicks out here that like hockey. I don't know. Maybe the demographics will pick up on that. All right. So help a guy out. I know Joe is having a blast over there. We'll be back sometime before the Stanley Cup begins. And until then, me and Joe are done for the day. So we're out of here.